Hey, what's going on, y'all? You're listening to the Mobtown Breakdown Podcast. I'm Josh Brohan. And I am Longplay Henry. And, uh, yeah, we are back from summer vacation, meaning uh, we didn't go anywhere, per se. I mean, you might have went somewhere. You, you took a little vacation, right? I did, to the OBX, if you will. Yeah, and I won't. I hate those stickers. <laughs> they drive me crazy. I hate when people drive around with those OBX stickers. Hey, it wasn't my idea. <laughs> You're just repping it all the That's same. That's true. True. Uh, true. Yeah, man. So uh, it's been a little dead air space, but, but we're back with a uh, 36 chambers full of hotness and uh, right. ready to uh, blast it in your face like yeah. uh, Nick Manning. So uh, what's going <laughs> on, man? What's new? You know, uh, I guess right now I'm recovering from the, the sunburn on top of my feet, so, you know, peeling some dead skin and realizing that dudes should not wear flip-flops in public. Man, you know, I, I've kind of come to that that uh, realization lately, too. Uh, there was a while there when I was like, fuck, dude, flip-flops are comfortable, and now I'm like, most of you guys look like assholes. Yeah, just makes you look like a bitch. Kind of bitch. <laughs> so... Well, and last time I was at the Orioles game, this guy wore, they were almost like white flip-flops. Like, they were like this really light tan to the point they almost Ooh. looked white. And I was like, what, are you a bridesmaid? You got hooked up with some flip-flops? You decided to wear them to the game? Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I was really pro-flip-flop up until about a year or so ago. And uh, and I'm starting to kind of swing the other way. I, I sport the Sinooks, which are like a... Uh, mm. Uh, like um, I don't know, I, they're really comfortable. I kind of feel douchey wearing them, but sometimes. But I like them and they're comfortable. So uh, that's kind of been my alternative. Hey, whatever gives you good support, man. That's right. I need more support <laughs> in my life. Um, you know, I, I think the big thing that I want to talk about locally is uh, BronyCon. Yeah, how was BronyCon this year? You know, that's that's where I went for vacation. You had, uh, your, uh, you had your ponytail butt plug? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, all I can say is I was not in town for BronyCon, but I was down for BronyCon, so oh. I just paid attention to pictures online. And for me, seeing a demographic that involves anyone from 2 to 11 or 18 to 34, pretty sure we're talking about pedophiles. Dude, I, man, i got to tell you, I, I'm pretty down with pretty much anything. If you're into something and I don't get it, hey, I'm not gonna judge. But I'm gonna judge this shit. Like, Unless <laughs> there's there's no there's no room for bronies, man. Like, what is the appeal? There, there's there's no good excuse to be a brony. Yeah, I figure if you're all about being emotional and love connections and that shit, listen to emo. Right. Don't watch Don't watch My Little Pony. Where's skinny listen to dashboard like the rest of us. Right, right. So, um, you know, just had to bring it up. I mean, it happened. There it was. Jeezy Pete's, man. That That's a thing. So uh, maybe next year we can get some press passes and cover BronyCon Live. Yeah, really. And, you know, though, on that note, I want to mention Otakon, the, uh, the anime convention that's been in Baltimore for the last 20 years. Yes. BronyCon makes Otakon look awesome. Yes, but BronyCon will stay in Baltimore. Otakon moves to D.C. next year. Oh, are you serious? I am dead serious. Oh, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. driving by and uh, heckling kids on their way into Otakon when I was going to O's games and stuff. Yep, yep, it's over, man. I think, um, I think, I think what it's connected to is the city is doing some shit with the convention center. They might be tearing part of it down. I, I don't know, but... They're, they're denertifying it, <laughs> right? They're taking they're taking Otakon down to DC. So, no more no more anime in Baltimore, man. It's over. Yeah. Well, it's the end of an era. Indeed, it is. It was Otakon. So you know that's what's up in the city. I think in in general, to since we're talking about cons, you have a, we have a little bit of a comic stuff to a old comic business to discuss. Um. I see uh, there are a couple of uh, series have picked up. Saga just had another issue after a brief hiatus. Um, and I, I'm still really into that book. Uh, but uh, on the whole, I'm kind of bummed on comics in general. 
there, there are a couple of independent books that are kind of cool. Uh, Fatal still cool. Yeah. Uh, Lazarus, I'm still kind of interested in. I see that oh, you, uh, yeah. you, you had been reading that. And um, what do you think about that book? Well, I just picked up. I think it's issue three that just came out this week yeah. of Lazarus, and I haven't read it yet, but I'm stoked, man. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, it's written by Greg Rucka, who right. is a person that I I don't have a lot of experience with. Uh, I know that he did the uh, most recent Punisher run for Marvel, and he did. Uh, he's worked with Ed Brubaker in the past. Yeah, on the uh, Gotham Central books. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good writer. Uh, the the uh, premise of the story is, I think we're in the future. Uh, families or you know houses rule the land, and uh, each family has a Lazarus, who's basically their enforcer and general. Right. And uh, so this follows the story of one such uh, enforcer, and. Uh, yeah, and it's, she it's so happens good... to be like the sister of everybody else in the family, or yeah. Well, I think uh, well, I'm pretty sure they reveal fairly early on that they're genetically created. Yes, so, uh, that's and they're right. raised right. as sisters, but all the uh, the natural brothers and sisters uh, get butthurt at their presence because they don't consider them real. Uh, real uh, family members. Right, right. You know, because they were born in a test tube. Sure, sure. Just like me, which is why my, my brother and sister hate me. Yeah, but your mom put her test tube up in the snatch, so, uh, mm. you know, it still counts. Yep, yep. I'll <laughs> never forget it. That's right. Put a little Crisco on the outside to push you out, you know. Hey oh, jeez. This is degenerating quickly. <laughs> but, yeah, I like this Lazarus book. I mean, you know, it's one of those things you get sort of tired with comics. Like you mentioned Saga a moment ago. Saga is one of those books that I don't bother buying it issue to issue. I just pick up the trades when they come out. And, and that's, that's probably not a bad idea because they've gone through about two different three-month hiatuses. And, uh, you know, I understand that uh, Brian K. Vaughn is a busy man and all, but uh, when that's so a book I. that you really enjoy, it, I hate having that gap. Yeah. I mean, I'm a busy man. I don't take three months off. Sure. We take, like, almost two months off. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean that's that's how we roll. We're, we're right. fucking balling over here. We're back a month sooner than he is, so we love that much I'm more. But uh, you know, yeah, you, I, I've been kind of just not just kind of bored with comics lately. Uh, you know, we have another big uh, event comic from Marvel with Infinity, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and I've I've abdicated from that. I have no desire to to read that. Uh, it's written by Jonathan Hickman, whose stuff is uh, dense, to put it as politely as possible. Um, and uh, you know, I, I don't have I don't have any time for that. I don't want to spend you know four dollars every couple of weeks for for another event comic that doesn't mean anything. Oh, uh, you're being generous because the first issue was four ninety nine. That's right. It was the deluxe first issue. That's right. And I bought the variant with the grumpy cat cover. Oh, <laughs> I need to see this. I haven't hey, seen the same yet. price. I didn't pay any extra. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've paid extra for all red variants before, but uh, I probably. <laughs> I mean, Grumpy Cat's cool and all, but uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on. So like, uh, I'm a big fan. I've I've been following the uh, Matt Fraction led Fantastic Four and FF saga. Uh, you know basically because of Mike Allred and FF, and I figure that Fantastic Four should be a good book, and I found out this week that he's leaving the writing duties for both of those books and um, to work on something else for Marvel. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of a bummer. Mm. Uh, you know, Daredevil's still good. Uh, yeah, know, that was one that I dropped from my box, but I still pick it up every time it comes out, Daredevil. That's so good, man. It's one of the best writers in the game and one of the best artists in the game. Like you can't 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 yeah, deny you can't, that. You can't do wrong with Daredevil. Yeah. So uh I mean there's still some good books out there, but I mean it's just they're so expensive. And, right. and I, mean, I mean four bucks a pop, man, you know, before you calculate your box discount or whatever. 
Sure. You know, it's four bucks an issue, like three to four bucks an issue, and it's not like it takes you super long to read them. So, right. I mean, you know, you're paying probably $16 an hour to read a comic book. Yeah. And, and that's, Which that's, is twice minimum wage. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, I'm really trying to, trying to cut back to, to just the really good stuff. I stopped getting a Superior Spider-Man, even though that was a book I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that art. I'm kind of over that guy's art. Yeah, the art's cartoony. It's kind of shit. Yeah, and so uh, and so, you know, I, I kind of need to to make my vote with my uh, dollars. So I stopped getting that. Uh, I stopped getting Fantastic Four. I'll still get FF as long as All Red's on it. But uh, you know, if he leaves, that's gone. So I mean, and 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 what I'm finding is I'm not regretting leaving them behind. Like All New X Men, that was another book I was super excited on, and yeah. I, I dropped that. I don't read. I, the only X Men title I read right now is Wolverine and the X Men. Which uh, is still pretty good, but are you not reading the Wolverine solo Wolverine? Uh, I, I started on that. I think I finished the first arc, and and I decided I was good to go with that book too. Likewise, I bailed on that shit, man. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's what's gonna get me to buy more comics. Uh, you make them cheaper, definitely. Uh, you right. make them better for sure. But uh, you know, I, I feel bad because I just dropped uh, Deadpool. I just dropped. Uh, I could sad? never get into that bullshit, man. Deadpool. Well, I don't. I was never a Deadpool guy as a character, but Brian Posehn co-wrote the uh, yeah. co-wrote the relaunch, and I really like him. And uh, it had potential and it had flashes of goodness, but that's another book. It's starting to come out every two weeks, and I don't care. Like I just don't care to read it. Yeah, so, at that uh, price, you might as well start smoking cigarettes. Right. <laughs> or you know that's. Well, that's two-thirds of a six-pack of craft beer. Right, right. Or it's so, one night with a whore. <laughs> Depending yeah. on the market you're purchasing. In. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty generous deal. Maybe you caught her at sale time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of been where I am with uh, comics. I, I did start reading Batman again. Uh, Thank with you. The, uh, with the year zero, uh, just to mm -hmm. kind of see what they're doing with it. I've gotten over Greg Capullo's art for the most part. Uh, is he the guy who draws like the the sharp jaw Batman? Yeah. Well, all big Jay Leno jugheads. Yeah, but uh, it's it, it, it's worth. I'll follow it through the arc anyway. But uh, you know, it's not something that I, I'm I can't wait to read. I mean, I really only have a handful of can't wait to read titles. So I mean, if that's if that's the case, then that's probably what I should should be focusing on. Sure, sure. You know, on, on the Batman universe, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm sort of the uh, torchbearer for Batman anything. And um, I guess it was July, the second in the new 52, the second um, annual of Detective Comics came out. Mm -hmm. And it was really good. I mean, you know, the annuals are always double or triple issues. And they had this... Um, focus on Harvey Bullock, which was kind of unusual. Who's Harvey Bullock? He's Gordon's right-hand man, I guess. Oh, okay. He's like the next greatest cop in Gotham City. All right, all right. And basically, Harvey was the protagonist, if you will, in this issue. And there was this new villain, and when they introduce a new villain to a comic that goes back this far, you're sort of like, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Yeah, did we need this? <laughs> right, exactly. So they had this Jane Doe character who sort of is a, she's like a female clay face in the sense that she can mimic anyone she wants to. And she mimicked this psychiatrist who was hired to the Gotham police force and yada, yada, yada. Harvey Bullock falls in love. Turns out she's the bad girl or bad woman, if you will, and um, that's the issue. And and Harvey gets rescued by Batman. It was good. I mean, they make out. They did not, but Ooh. they should have because it would have been awesome. But you know, because Batman for me is, 
I won't say a labor of love, but it's it's love. You know, I can't get enough. I have to I have to be there for Batman in my eyes. And <laughs> this was something where I was sort of like, oh, this is good stuff. So for the people who were like, oh, Batman sucks now, this is one where I would say read it and come back to the fold. Well, that's that's a, a, a good recommendation. Uh, you know, as far as Batman goes, uh, Batman Incorporated just ended its run, which, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't remember how it ended, so that, that should tell you something. <laughs> I mean, I, that was a series I really enjoyed, and it just kind of petered out at the end. Uh, but I'm still super into Batman 66. It's uh, Yeah, the second just came out. Yeah, I think they're releasing every four as an issue. I've been getting them every week on uh, digital. And once again, super fun. It's a, it's a great concept. It's the, the Batman from the TV show. And uh, I really like it. The art's cool. The stories are fun. It's, uh, yeah. It really reminds me of that, that old vibe, which is really cool. Yeah, I like it. And um, the uh, Batman, Beware the Batman. Have you heard about this one yet? Mm -mm. It's a cartoon, as my voice cracks with my, hey, my preteen. Hey, puberty. It's a cartoon <laughs> on TV, no less. It's a cartoon. And it's called Beware the Batman, and um, I like it, and so does my child. So what's that tell you? It's, it's That's great. mature, man. <laughs> it's funny because they at Free Comic Book Day they gave away this Beware the Batman comic, and I was like, oh, this is this is cool. It's sort of it's sort of retro in a little bit of a way, not like Batman '66, mind you, but um, you know this this Beware the Batman cartoon or comic comes out, and. A week or two ago, I saw on TV that there was a Beware the Batman cartoon on Cartoon Network, and I started recording it, and it's pretty good in the grand scheme of things. It's hypersexual for a cartoon. Like, female characters are jugular. It's... I like it. Yeah, well, uh, since you put it that way, I will add that to my DVR Set as well. Set the DVR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't let Is it your cool to J.O. to stuff on Cartoon Network? You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, should my son be watching this? He, he doesn't know anything about boobs. We're good. Well, you're sharing with him two of the great loves uh, of your life, which are Batman and boobs uh, at an early age. So I'm all for it. But yeah, I figure it's fine. So as we... As we um, Try not to digress any further, you know, into pornography. Um, there's a cartoon, or fuck me, cartoon comic called Daymen. Have you seen this one? It's a Boom Studios comic. I've I've heard uh, there was a lot of hype around it when it first came out, and uh, I managed to avoid the hype. Uh, I looked at a, a preview, and I just kind of, you know, I, I was like, oh, great, vampires, and so uh, yeah. I, I passed. I picked it up because it, you know, it, I don't buy stuff outside of my normal, you know, this is what's in my box, I'll pay money and I'll leave the store. Right. So I saw this one, I, I read the first couple pages, I was like, meh, I'll check it out. It's a vampire comic, and basically you have these day men who are able to, you know, enforce things during the day for the vampire community. It's basically a true blood comic, I guess. Mmm. Getting worse and worse, brother. Yeah, and I know I just totally <laughs> fucking sold it up the river. But I don't know. You know what? Screw it. I ruined it. <laughs> it's not that good. I paid three ninety nine for it and now I'm trying to justify it. <laughs> Well, yeah, and you're trying to sucker the rest of us in the joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Full disclosure, I own half the company. <laughs> you, you, you put the boom in Boom Studios? Right. Bazoom! <laughs> yeah, I think the only Boom Studios book I ever got was uh, they did a Planet of the Apes book. I guess they still yeah. do. And it was kind of cool. Uh, they launched it a couple years ago. Uh, and then... 
again, I just stopped caring. I don't know. Somebody needs to come up with a story that makes me keep caring because, this, uh, or keep it short. <laughs> right. Yeah, this Dayman thing won't last. I mean, it was, it's different, you know. I mean, the True Blood, it's sort of like, oh, my fucking God, it's another Twilight, you know, and, and the, the ladies love it. Like, they love Cool James. Sure. So I figured, day men, you know, I'll give this a shot. You know, I could I could use some vampirism in my life. And it was it was clever. The issue, the issue that I read, it was a little more dark than some of the stuff that I've been reading. But at the end of the day, it's it's a cheap imitation of True Blood in in the comic book universe, basically. I guess. I mean, as I say it out loud, after reading it and and internalizing it and enjoying it, I feel like a I feel like an idiot. <laughs> hey, you know, if you like it, that's fine. Unless it's My Little Pony, and that's not fine. Well, you know what? <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm not saying this. <laughs> Have you picked up Friendship as Magic at uh, from the comic shop? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Never. All right. I bought it digital, man. Come on. <laughs> Pick it up at the comic shop. Are you joking? Oh, uh, man. Rusty would kill you if you got Friendship is Magic. For real. He'd, he'd kick me out of the store, I think. And <laughs> rightfully so. Put my picture in the window. Yeah, don't let your kids in if this guy's in the store. Right, right. My last thought on comic books, Josh, is uh, DC, man. They're doing it again. They do the new 52 turning shit upside down. Now it's oh it's September. Let's do Villain Month. I have no. I've heard about Villain Month. I've heard that there's a massive checklist. Uh, I knew that I wasn't going to participate before it even happened. So uh, so I know absolutely nothing about it other than presumably it's villains and it's all month. So what's up with Villain Month? It's you know as a person who likes to think about the, the the global perspective, right? As a consumer, it's clever, it's different, it in, it's invigorating, it gets me interested, and it may make me want to spend some more money, right? Which takes me to the, the business side, which is, OMFG, we need money. What can we do to get people to spend? Right. You know, DC is saying, well, the New 52 thing was great with Flashpoint and, and beyond, now we need another influx of capital because we're doing Batman v Superman the movie with Ben fucking Affleck. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, what can you do? Uh, give it time. We'll, we'll get to that maybe. But with Villain Month, what they're doing is they're saying, oh, so you're the owner of a shop and or you're the customer of a shop and you have a box and you have, you have a subscription list. Well, now... You know, think about it. The shop has to buy comics probably two months in advance, you right. know, in terms of what they think they'll sell. So they have to go to all their subscribers who are committed buyers, and they know that they can count on them, and they're willing to give them a discount and so on and so forth, and say, hey, it's July, but in September, this weird shit's going down where Detective Comics, for example, is going to have three issues in one month. Jesus Christ. And The Dark Knight will have three issues in one month. And Batman Incorporated will have, oh, it's just one issue, don't worry. But Batman 66, maybe four issues in one month. And I, I mean, the numbers I'm pulling out of my head, my ass, but you know, the idea is as a consumer, you kind of know what you're getting into. Like, I'm going to pay $50 this month for comics, if that's your number, whatever it is. But as the shop, right. if you have 10 customers who are doing that, well, you probably have 50 customers who are doing the same thing, and you've got to go to all of them and be like, hey, by the way, public service, public service announcement, Detective Comics is going to be four issues this month. Are you willing to pay $16 for that, that one issue that's normally in your box of 10 comics? You with me? Yeah. That's fucking bullshit, man. You know what, DC? You want to sell more comics? Make good comics. Right. Get good creators to make good stories and sell them. Don't fucking gimmick me and railroad me, a, a loyal subscriber, 
into buying four issues a month. That is that's that's bullshit. And by the way, thanks for thanks for cop and Ben Affleck from Daredevil because that was awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I. I, I'm I've kind of just tried to to stay out of that because uh, I don't know I don't even know why we're having another movie with Batman in it anytime soon. Uh, you know they pretty much did those right with the uh, Christian Bale ones. And, Agreed, uh, man. And I'm good. I'm good for a while, but uh, they gotta they gotta bleed that cow all they can. So. Well, have you seen the Batman v Superman comic? Uh, that was another one I, I thought about getting. Uh, Jay Lee, I believe, does the art, and it yeah. looked pretty cool, but uh, I, I wasn't willing to pay. I think the first issue of that was $5. It was yep. a heavy week, and I bailed on it. It's on It's on high-quality paper if you buy the physical. Um, I bought the first. I bought the second, and it was kind of trippy-dippy, you know, like, oh, wow, this is, woo. You know, I wish I had some mushrooms. I skipped the third one. I didn't bother. Yeah. And, you know, I might skip the movie unless the trailer is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to take a lot. I didn't watch Man of Steel. I haven't seen that yet. I watched it here. Comes out on video, but I just don't care. Like, I, I think Superman's kind of boring. Uh, you know, I, I like Batman, but uh, I feel like we've kind of explored Batman to the extent we need to explore him in movies right now. Right. So, right, uh, right. you know, quit trying to, I, I don't know. They they gotta make money or else they're gonna go out of business because they make crappy comics. So uh, do what you can, DC. And I guess the, they gotta pay somebody apparently. Right. <laughs> so that's all I got on the comic world, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, the only other things I have to note. Uh, speaking of Matt Fraction, he has a book coming out soon called Sex Criminals, which uh, you yes. know. Yeah. The title alone sounds pretty great, but uh, I'm pretty intrigued in that. Uh, with that, I don't know who the art is done by off the top of my head, but uh, from what I heard with an interview with him, basically the uh, the protagonist is a female who, uh, while having sex, uh, time stops, and so she uh, decides to use this to become a uh, like a bank robber. And uh, during one of these trips, she finds someone else that can do the same thing. So uh, this is—it uh, sounds interesting. It's—it's uh, it's different. Uh, it's mature in that. Uh, well, besides boobies, uh, it'll probably explore something uh, that hasn't been explored in comics. So uh, I'm really interested in that coming out. I believe it comes out in September. Not 100% sure, but uh, but look for that in your local shop. Well, you know, speaking of sex, and I hate to I hate to say I was done with comics, but have you read Sex? <laughs> yeah, I, I got suckered into a, a couple issues. Of well, sex. it does say sex on the cover, so you didn't get suckered. That was <laughs> biology talking. Yeah, that uh, that's well. First of all, the the writer's Joe Casey, who's a talented guy who is not afraid to tell you how talented he is, and uh, <laughs> but the I thought the art was kind of bad, uh, and yeah. so I was in for a couple issues, and then I dropped it. Uh, it did allow me to make about a month's worth of, hey, uh, can you give me sex jokes with my comic guy, and then I don't want sex anymore. Stop giving me sex. Right, so, uh, right, right. That is definitely the best part of the sex experience for me. I wanted to buy the first issue. My shop was out of it on opening day because, you know, here in Baltimore County, apparently we're all sex-deprived. Hey, uh, everywhere. It's like that everywhere. And um, I gave up on it then. And the other day I saw, I think, a reprint of the third or fourth issue. And I looked at it and uh, I saw a cartoon penis and I was done. <laughs> like I came in my pants at the store. <laughs> You're like, if it's all hot like this, I'll never get out of the house. Yeah, like I felt dirty because there were there were 10-year-olds in the store at the time. So um, you said, did you see this dick, ten-year-old? Right, right, right. So what I'm pretty sure I committed a sex crime, and I I left the store with with what was in my box. Hey, oh, and yep, that was that was. Hmm. <laughs> don't call don't don't call child protective services. <laughs> my point is, sex is overrated. Yeah, that that book sucks. Uh, it's. 
I oh mean, my God, all of these references are such double entendres. Sex is overrated. That book sucks. Oh, God, we could be making some fucking brilliant jokes. Yeah, it makes it easy. It's just some 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 episodes just writes itself. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. I was going to make another dirty joke, but I just wanted to let it go. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of mature themes, uh, the 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 big thing that's been going on in in my life as far as entertainments go would be the release of Saints Row 4. Uh, have you ever played any of the Saints Row series? Negative. Now, um, my only knowledge of Saints Row prior to the third was, uh, oh, that's just a Grand Theft Auto knockoff. Right. That's, so, that was my impression. Right. And, and I read a little bit about Saints Row the third, and all the reviews were very positive, and uh, I can attest to uh, to the accuracy of the statements where they say Saints Row is like Grand Theft Auto but fun, uh, <laughs> and you know Grand Theft Auto Four, uh, which is um, which is a very good game. It's very dark. It was uh, it was kind of fun, but there wasn't a lot of, of heart to it. Uh, not like you know previous iterations like Vice City or uh, or what is it San Andreas was that yes. the was that the yeah. one yeah um, you know those are both really good games and they had an element of fun to them like Grand Theft Auto 4 had very little fun Saints Row 3 is basically the video game version of the Crank movies and we all know how I feel about the Crank movies it's wall to wall fun uh, you know one of your melee weapons is a you True. know three foot purple dildo <laughs> uh, you know, all, all sorts of good stuff. So uh, so I was super excited. Uh, I, that was the last game I played to completion in uh, in a very long time. So uh, when I found out that Saints Row 4 was coming out, I was all over it. And um, I guess I've had it in my possession for a little over a week, and I've managed to get some quality time with it. It's not quite as fun as Saints Row the 3rd, but uh, it is still pretty fun. And uh, next month we have Grand Theft Auto V coming out, and I'm pretty excited for that. So I guess my question is, is it still okay for me to be playing games like this? Look, I'm a dad, I got a job, I got a mortgage, like, you know, I'm a responsible member of society. Is it alright for me to run around a uh, simulated city and beat people to death with purple dildos? In real life, no. On this game, yes. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll have to contact Adam and Eve and tell them to put a cancel on my uh, giant dildo. But, uh, you know, it's just... Don't do that. Don't do that yet. <laughs> Let's not get I crazy. I have the company. Just don't beat people with it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, they're just it's just fun... To, to you know kind of go into to an imaginary world and do whatever the hell you feel like well, sometimes yeah. sometimes I just want to drive around other times I just want to start fights other times I want to shoot everything and that game gives you all of that um, the uh, the twist with Saints Row 4 is uh, basically you you're the main character the character you play uh, is trapped in a simulation like the Matrix uh, devised by uh, an alien invading army who's trying to take over the world. So you, you kind of become awakened, uh, you come out and you're trying to disrupt the simulation to save the world. And uh, how do you disrupt the simulation? By fucking shit up. And uh, that's pretty much how it goes down. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Those games are super fun. If you like fun, You'd probably like those games. If you don't like fun, then you should probably stick with, uh, you know, playing Candy Crush or, uh, you know, whatever else you're into. And if you like fun followed by a period, go fuck yourself. Yeah, then you should really get one of those three-foot dildos and then just sit on it until it disappears. <laughs> yeah, I've played none of those games. Right now, uh, I've been playing... Hitman 3, I think. Okay. Which is, I mean, antiquated at this point, but that's been my shit. There's nothing wrong with that. I played the first Hitman when it came out, and that was a blast. So, uh, 
you know, it was a it was a cool game. It was an interesting concept. So uh, I'm psyched on three. Uh, you know that that it's still fun to play. I I don't know how long ago that came out though. I don't know. Right now it's free on PlayStation Plus. Oh well, there you go. So and the only reason time. I'm on PlayStation Plus is because my fucking PlayStation burn up a year ago. If you remember that. Yes. So I'm willing to pay the money right now to save my game files. That's valid. Um, speaking of uh, games, uh, also the Shadowrun Returns game was yeah. uh, was released in the in the meantime. Uh, Shadowrun for uh, those of you that have actually slept with women, uh, it was a role playing game along the lines of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but the the twist with this was it was set in the future, um, so uh, basically you get all the fun. Uh, dragons and magic and whatnot, but you also get guns and computers and shit like that. I understand dragons, but what are women? <laughs> um, I, I think they're mythical beasts that you unlock after level 33. I'm not sure. Oh, man. But, um, I'll see, I'll my, see you my, there. I'll see you at level 33, my friend. Awesome. In my more virginal days, I, I, I played that. Uh, then they came out with video game versions, which didn't, you know... Which didn't quite uh, simulate the uh, game to uh, the way I wanted, and uh, so you actually brought my attention to a Kickstarter for a new Shadowrun game. Uh, so I, I put in a little pre-order for that. I, I downloaded it last night and played around with it a little bit tonight. Um, the controls are going to take a little bit to get used to, but I got to tell you, it's uh, it's about as good of an approximation to the actual role-playing game as you can get. Uh, All right. The action's turn-based, which uh, might be kind of weird if you're not used to that, but it's just like playing a role-playing game. You know, you, you, they, they, determine, um, they determine, I guess, uh, who does what, how many actions you have, and so, you know, you, you go through and reposition yourself and shoot or and do whatever. Uh, you know, for people that are into more action-y games, they might not like that. But for me, I'm like, no, oh, this is great because I can, you know, fart around and go to the bathroom while the computer's taking their turns. Like, right, right, right. I miss so, uh, that about the old-school RPGs. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. like I like turn-based games because I can walk away and take a leak while the shit does its thing. Right. So um, so that's out now. Uh, you can get it off of Steam. I think it's twenty dollars, uh, which is which isn't a whole lot, and it plays on my laptop. So uh, I mean, I have a somewhat beefy laptop, but nothing major. So uh, yeah, if that sounds like something you're interested in, which if you're a female, you probably aren't. Uh, so uh, but uh, you should check it out. It's pretty fun. Okie dokie. I understand there's also a uh, Contra yes, uh, situation here. Folks of our generation uh, are, are, I'm sure, are familiar with the game Contra. And uh, finally, our uh, little nerdy prayers are answered when uh, they have f released an iOS port of uh, Contra. Right. Uh, it's updated graphics, but all the levels are the same. And uh, you can literally play Contra anywhere you bring your phone. Uh, and it's good. It, it plays pretty well. Uh, the control stick's a little clunky uh, because of, uh, you know, it's a touch screen instead of an actual stick. But, uh, but it's good, man. Um, if you have an iPhone and you like Contra, you should get it. I think it's $0.99. Cents. It might be $1.99. But uh, I Jeez. definitely got my money's worth out of it in the first month. Uh, after that, uh, I, mean, I haven't uh, played it a whole lot because I've been busy with some other stuff, but uh, but it's always there, and it's good. Well, there you go. I mean, when you say it like that, a dollar, two dollars, how can you pass that up? Yeah, the, the one hitch is you can't do the uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. Uh, but there is something I think you have to to get some kind of obscene amount of in-game currency, and you can buy 30 lives per continue, which is the same thing. So, uh, Boo. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, but uh, at least they give you the option. But, I mean, it, the, the amount of this fake currency you have to get, and I don't know if I've even accrued any of those yet, so you probably have to pay for them. Yeah, uh, it's obscene, it's I'm sure. Pretty obscene. 
What's new in the music world for you? I will mention a few things very quickly. One, um, for fans of Pearl Jam, they have a new album coming out October 15th. It's called Mind... Well, I don't fucking know what the album's called, but the song is called Mind Your Manners, if you've heard that. I've never really been a big Pearl Jam fan. Uh, I've kind of gotten to the point where uh, I've grown to to appreciate them for what they are, but I don't go out of my way to listen to them or anything like that. So uh, I I have no idea what their new stuff sounds like. So it is what it is. All right. My thing with Pearl Jam is they were my first concert ever. They'll always have a soft spot in my heart. Don't really give a shit about their music anymore, but they have a new album coming out. October 15th, so that's Pearl Jam. Kitty Up? Yep. So uh, there's another band. Um, well, it's actually one guy who goes by the name of Phosphorescent. And he has this album called Muchacho. Adios, Muchacho. My Muchacho. And I would just like to recommend the song called Song for Zula, Z U L A. If you haven't heard this song, it's, I mean, it's, it's magical. Just listen to it. It's, it's pretty subdued. It's a, it's a very quiet sort of folky Willie Nelson meets Bob Dylan kind of song with electronic implementation, if you will. Um, Just listen to it. And then as I depart from the douchey folky music, (laughs) Um, I want to bring up someone that you are not exactly a fan of, but I would like to mention LP and his partner Killer Killer Mike on Run the Jewels. Yeah, um, you know, back when I was a younger man and the underground hip-hop thing was a thing, uh, that was not any any of that Def Juck stuff I just wasn't into, and quite frankly, it was an LP thing. Uh, It... I didn't like his uh, post-apocalyptic uh, robot butt sex uh, production, and so uh, I didn't really get into it. Um, so, you know, apparently there's a lot of stuff that I missed out on, or people would say I missed out on, but all in all, I feel okay with it. Now, well, go ahead. You and I are on the same page. I've not been an LP fan. He's, you know, whatever. But he's on. he's on something with this. Killer Mike is is one of these guys. I mean, LP's from, I don't know, he's from like Bushwick, you know, the Bronx or whatever. Yeah, he's a New York guy. So you know, there there's my ignorance when I say Bushwick. What the fuck borough is that? I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. He's from the he's from fucking New York. And Killer Mike, I think, is from the South. Yeah, he's an Atlanta guy, I think. Yeah, because I think he was on a joint with Outkast way back when. I think he is is at least Dungeon Family affiliated. Right. So, you know, here's here's Killer Mike, here's LP. They're affiliating now on this Run the Jewels album, which is free on the Fool's Gold website. I think it's foolsgold.com. You put your email address in, they send you a link, you download the album, whatever. I streamed it on YouTube. I didn't download it. I didn't think it was going to be worth the space on my hard drive, you know? Because I don't like LP. Right. But... I mean, this was it was worthwhile. It was, I listened to it three, maybe four times. It was good. Yeah, I don't know if I made it uh, all the way through multiple times, but I did listen to it all the way through once, and uh, and I surprisingly liked it. Uh, you know, I guess maybe I'm at the point where I'm a little older. Uh, I I don't hate. Um, hate LP as much. It's still not my thing. Yeah. Uh, for, you know the 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 production gets kind of a little r- annoying to me after a while, but sure. uh, Mike's good. He's one of those unsung hero rappers. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of shine, but uh, he's good. He he's he's good. The album's definitely worth checking out for free. Uh, I'd probably pay him five bucks for it. How about that? Hey man, that's saying a lot. I'm saying so. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Run the Jewels. Not bad. Uh, I think they're touring now too, aren't they? You know, I don't know, but I will mention this. Um, LP just did a this thing called Rhythm Roulette, 
It's a it's a YouTube thing. I don't know I don't know what the source of it is, but it's called Rhythm Roulette. These producers they will go to a record shop in one of the five boroughs, I guess. I mean, everyone I've seen has been in New York, and they'll put a blindfold on. They'll pick up three albums, you know, sight unseen, if you will, and they will then pay for these albums, take them back to the studio, and make a beat with them. That's cool. That's a cool idea. It is cool. And the one LP did, he picked up some shit. I don't know. One of them was a Beethoven record, right? Like some symphony doing a Beethoven composition. And he ended up making this beat where I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm bobbing my head to it. It was good. It was cool. Yeah, that's cool. I'll have to check that out. What's that yeah. called? Rhythm Roulette? Rhythm Roulette. Cool. Yeah. So I, I would, I'd suggest that to anybody. Especially as you know, people like us who are sort of cynical about LP. Well, you know, I, I think it, it shows a lot about a, a producer's talent to make something usable out of, you know, right it's kind of like, kind of like the chopped of the uh, producer world. Like you get a basket of ingredients that might not always go together, but uh, you know, you make a sick beat out of it. Good on you, buddy. Right, right, right. Um, I do want to mention a couple other things. Uh, Prodigy, who is one half of Mob Deep, he did this album with uh, Alchemist, the producer, called Albert Einstein, which is worth checking out. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it, but in the rap universe, I think that's worth mentioning. Um, Prodigy's good. Alchemist is always is pretty solid. He actually produced all of Prodigy's first solo album, which I forget yeah. what it's called. But, uh, but yeah, Alchemist does good work. He did stuff with, uh, with uh, podcast favorite... Uh, Action Bronson, he did a whole, yeah. uh, that whole, uh, what was that one called? It was the one with the badass cover, but that, uh, that mixed CD, or that mixtape, he did all the uh, beats for, too. What was that thing called? With the him Bronson with the wolf one? and the shotgun? It wasn't oh. Blue Chip. Rare Chandeliers. Rare Chandeliers, yes. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, he did Blue Chips, but that too. was the movie, the Shaq movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, sticking sticking in the rap universe, um, I ha I have to bring up this this Drake song. You know, he brings up this song, "All Me." The thing about Drake, man, is everything he does, he releases it in the middle of the night. Like I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 in bed by eleven o'clock most nights of the week, and then this Canadian motherfucker comes out with with shit at like twelve thirty. Um. You know, this song, it's 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 called All Me. It's a Drake joint. Big Sean is on it, and I hate Big Sean, man. Don't get me started. I'm about to segue into something else with this. <laughs> and is it really all you then, Drake, if you have Big Sean on the album? Yeah. Oh, snap, though. Cool, buddy. You know, I mean, it, you know, for Big Sean to come out with his worst verse ever, on this Drake song, that's that's like reaching a new low. Okay, that's that's an accomplishment for him. Like here's Big Sean's credit in the rap universe is going, oh god, on a Kanye song. Like that's all he ever does. Like, he sucks, and he does this thing. You know, the only thing Big Sean has to say about anything, his rhymes are always this: I've got money and I've got followers on Twitter. <laughs> 